Good morning. All right, before we get started, let's hear from one of our sponsors. And if you're a vendor out there and you want to have your advertisement and sponsor our show, um, reach out to us, let us know, and we'll let you know how you could do that. Hi, my name is Tim McKean, Family First Home Inspections. I've been doing inspections in the Valley for about 17 years. My inspection reports are very user-friendly, very easy to read, easy to understand. And the best part is, is I email my reports usually within an hour of completing the inspection. I also can order a termite inspection for you, and as an added bonus, I can order a free roof inspection done by a roofing company. My number is 480-577-5501, or you can email me at the address below. Thanks. Have a great day. <laughs> good morning. We, you know, um, this, this is a good morning. I, I like this morning. You know, in life, we face a lot of adversity, but always the, the greatest adversity we face, and it's the reason why we do this podcast, is between those years. It's in your mind. Um, and it always comes from within your mind. So um, we're, we're going to be talking about something pretty interesting today. And we're excited. So today on Midweek Mind Freak, we're going to be talking about the five major enemies that live in our mind and affect your progress in life. Chuck and Angela run multiple million-dollar companies. They are members of Riz Media's Billionaire Club, have coached and mentored thousands of agents, and are international speakers. They say by radically changing your mindset, not only can you change your outlook on life, but affect the actual results you obtain. Welcome to Midweek Mind Free. I clap. Welcome. <laughs> you, you know, um, these five things we're going to be talking about aren't always easy to read and identify with. And the reason why, it's very understandable that it's not because we go through life uh, sometimes thinking nothing's wrong. Like we, we don't recognize these things. And sometimes it's difficult to ask somebody to look in the mirror and really reflect on themselves where they go, is that me? Am I having issues with that? Uh, nobody ever likes to take those type of responsibilities, or sometimes they're just blind to it. <clears throat> so each person's going to wind up coming to a crossroads where they must decide if they're going to continue down the challenging path of self-discovery. You know, that, that's one of the things I really enjoy out of life, that I, especially I always ask God, to search me, constantly search me, constantly peel me like an onion. And, and I really enjoy that. I come to grips with, I'm, I'm far from perfect. Well, I might be pretty close. You're pretty close. No, I'm far from perfect. And, and I enjoy the journey of, of making myself better, knowing that there's no such thing as I'm going to arrive right. and I'm going to be perfect. Um, the only time I'll be perfect is when I go home and he shed me of this crappy body that I'm in now. Anyway. I, I think your body's oh, great. All right. There we go. <laughs> this is a PG <laughs> podcast. Um, 
So anyway, so each person I hope will come to a point of self-discovery and I'm hoping that when we go over these five things that you're going to reflect on yourself and say, do I need to work in those areas to make myself better in life? And is that keeping me from the progress that I'm looking for? Mm-hmm. Um, so I love this topic because it's really about perspective and it's impossible to have right perspective on everything. It's impossible. And I was just talking to, we did a, a vision board and goal setting workshop yesterday, which was fantastic. We'll do another one because a lot of you wanted to come. That long, put that on. Yeah, job, it, was, it was awesome. Yes. And I was talking to some of the women there and we were talking about these things in your mind that get in your way, like just the way that you're thinking. We're going to be talking about five of them, but there's probably 5,000 of them that can get in your way. But it all comes down to perspective, being aware of what's going on and then having a perspective shift. So the first one that we're going to talk about is what is your outlook on failure? Like when you think about failure, what's the first thing that pops into your mind or how do you react to the thought of failing? And um, I don't know if it's because I'm getting older or we have created a habit in our lives of taking risks, mm. but because when you take risks, you, you are basically guaranteeing that you're going to fail. I can't tell you how many failures we've had, but I'm not going to lie. I am actually, my perspective on failure is it doesn't feel good. I don't like it. I like to be good at whatever I'm doing, but I'm grateful for failure. I am absolutely grateful because just like we said last week when we were talking about being thankful and grateful about everything, because God can work all of those things together for good. If you guys remember the, you know, you don't eat flour or chug vanilla uh, extract, but when you put some of those things together and you put the, the pressure of heat, you get cookies or whatever. So when I look at failures, cookies. No, Danielle, my daughter about- made um, chocolate chip cookies for Thanksgiving and I haven't admitted this to her, but I stole three of them and hit them in the freezer so I could have them later. Stealing. <laughs> I, I think that should go on one of the topics of steal. I totally stole them. They were so good. But But when I look at failure, I look at past failure and it would, a great example is the forum. We never would have gotten to the end result of the forum, which is our building, if we wouldn't have gone through the iterations of our failed attempts to get there. Like, and so I'm so grateful for that. And, and I'm not saying it feels good. And I'm not saying that I'm looking forward to, or I, or I try to fail, but you can't be successful. You can't have great success. It's, um, it's. Okay, I have an analogy. Would you like to hear it? No. Okay, I'm going to say it anyway. I think failure as, is as much a part of success as is breathing to stay alive. You can't have one without the other. You know, it's funny you talk about <laughs> failure. Um, I, I spoke on that podcast yesterday, the one in Mexico. I was the only gringo on there. and um, One gringo. One gringo. The token, the token gringo, the one, the one <laughs> gringo. Anyway, and and I had talked about that leadership and failure, and it's funny you you said that because I I processed that the other day, and I, I don't I, I don't know for some reason that word failure doesn't have the same meaning to me that most people think it does because failure is just part of my life. Of, yeah, and and I said failure and success are inseparable twins. Oh my gosh, did you say that? Yes. That's brilliant too. Yes, they're inseparable twins. <laughs> and you can't have success without failure. Failure to me is, um, failure to me 
when I think of failure, when it process, it's so finite. Failure's stepping stones. And I know people hear that before and they're like, oh, it's cliche, but they really are stepping stones. In, but also the same thing with success is a stepping stone. So failure is not finite and neither is success. That, that is so Wrap true. your mind around yeah, that, guys. That's so true. It's a journey and enjoy the process. Um, so the next wait, one. Wait, wait, one more thing about failure. Oh. Um, now, we've just been talking about the right perspective on failure, in my opinion, or a positive perspective of one that can help you grow. The stuck one are the people that don't do things because they don't want to fail or their reaction to failure is so negative that it it, it gets in your way. Yeah. The next one is dependency. Oh, dependency. We live in a society full of dependent people, whether you're dependent on your parents, your spouse, your teachers, employers, landlords, health insurance providers government. Look, the list goes on. If you really dissect that and you think about our society, and what happens is when you become dependent, you, you do what I'm doing right now. You point fingers. So if there's a problem, you're quick to go, it's their fault. It's their fault. My kid's not the way he is because it's the teacher's fault. Um, I don't get what I have because it's the government's fault. Um, I don't get good health care because it's a health care provider. It's, the list goes on. We're a very dependent society. And dependent people have difficulties making decisions, everyday decisions, without advice or reassurance. Now, the key word is everyday decisions. Because major decisions, I'm going to sit and talk with my wife about it. But everyday decisions, I'm not going to sit and dwell over and go, hey, honey, I got something I want to run past you. Hey, honey, are you yeah, hearing he, that all day long? When he asked me what shirt should he wear today, <laughs> I'm like, wear the Target one. <laughs> Inside joke. So, so you don't want to become dependent. And dependent people um, really believe in Murphy's Law. Anything that can go wrong will go wrong. And they walk through life thinking that, and it becomes crippling. Dependency is the death of instinct. Because we weren't created ultimately to be dependent people. Um, Except on God. Yes. Human nature is to avoid difficulty and discomfort. It's what makes us grow. It's what makes us grow. So when you become dependent, you're you're almost crippling yourself. No, I I know that some people are completely crippled by being overly dependent. Yeah, and 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 here's the here's a crazy part. As I was doing this research, if you really think about it, our society actually frowns on people who aren't dependent, who want to grow on their own, who want to achieve. That becomes the abnormal person, and people stop putting them down. It's it's if you really process that, that is a very jacked up situation that um, we're living in right now. That people are against people that grow, and growth comes from discomfort. Mm-hmm. So don't don't be don't be dependent. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> Except on God. <laughs> um, so the, the third thing that can really get in your way is entitlement. Entitlement. It is so ugly. Entitlement is as ugly as lack of humility. It's selfish. It's ungrateful. You know, there, there's nothing worse 
for me, except for a person who lacks all humility, than somebody who feels like they deserve fill in the blank. Nobody deserves anything. You know, it, yeah. just because you work hard, you don't necessarily deserve the success you got. You got. It's perspective. I think everything is a gift from God. All yeah. of these things that we're talking about is about if you change your perspective on it, you it, it will change your entire life. You don't deserve it. You know, people say, oh, Chuck and Angela, you guys work so hard. You just deserve that. No, we don't. I don't deserve anything. No, no. It is, it isn't. It's It's not this thing that you get to tick off a, a bunch of things and you get something at the end necessarily. I don't know how to describe that, but entitlement will cripple you because you'll have reactions to situations, especially like negative ones, and you'll have the wrong reaction and the wrong uh, response to it. And when I say wrong, I mean things that block your progress or don't allow you to grow or don't allow you to move to a different level because you feel like you deserved it. And so why even do the steps because you deserved it and you didn't get it? It's yep. ugly. It's ugly. <laughs> the, the next one is stress. Stress. You, you know what? I, I like to define stress as a serial killer in your mind that can never be caught. It just runs rampant in your mind. And stress is is almost always unnecessary. That, that, that's actually like crazy. Yeah. It, think of, right, well, I, I kind of think they're a little bit synonymous. I think they are similar. Yeah, very good, honey. Thanks. I, yes, I'll give you an A for effort there. So, it, and it's almost always unnecessary. So this, this thing, stress, and look, we all have it, and, and you're not going to get rid of it. But be aware of it. Awareness um, is unique to the individual. See, your stress is not going to be my stress or someone else's. It's always unique to the individual, and its perceptions are based on, on what you've experienced throughout life and what you're going through. So stress is, is one of the greatest enemies that lives in our mind that you could you could actually work against. You could you can fight, against fight it. it. So yeah. here's so if if you feel like you're always living in stress, change your environment. So here's what I'm gonna say: change your environment by what you watch. Some people are always stressed by what's going on in the world because all they do is watch the news and read the news and get stressed out and go, oh, my gosh, this is going to happen. And is, is What's going on with the election? And is he going to do this? And you become crippled, crippled. And remember the reason why we're talking about this. We're talking, do you want to progress right. in life? Right. So, so remember the topic, the five killers that will stop your progress in life. So when you start to stress out over over political stuff or other crap, it will it will debilitate you. The other thing is not only what you watch, but what are you spending your time doing? Sitting on Facebook, social media, watching all that crap. Look, the crap's coming in from somewhere. <laughs> yeah. It's sneaking in it's and it's getting in your mind and it seeps in and it cripples and paralyzes and poisons you. You you know, and then, then what, it, what you do from there is you do nothing. People start to do nothing. So here, here's another thing. And then you stress about doing nothing. <laughs> well, no. Then you stress because you have no money. <laughs> oh, being broke you, is stressful. <laughs> being broke is stressful. Yeah. I got that. 
But you know why most of you are broke? Because you do nothing. Because you don't work. It's absolutely amazing that some people worry about their finances. And here's, here's what they do. They do nothing to improve it. And they go spend money. Oh, I spend money because I'm stressed out a lot. That's my way of dealing with it. I heard people say that. Pumpkin spice. It's so (laughs) sad and pathetic. Remember, look in the mirror and start reflecting. And and the last thing that about stress to change your environment, change the people you're around. Holy crap! Oh my gosh, that is the most important one. I was just talking about this yesterday. We talk about it all the time, actually. You know, the more and more we're we we're in growth mindset being around positive people, the more and more I can't be around negative people. That's right. No. You can't help but grow when you're with people that are growing. You can't help but not get stressed out of the little things when you hang around a bunch of positive people that are growing. It gives you perspective. Change your environment of those things I just told you, and I guarantee you see a change in your stress. Absolutely. I have a, a growth goal. One of my goals has to do with certain kind of growth. Oh, hey, Larry. Just met him the other day. That's right. Garbage in, garbage out. That's right. Exactly. So I just was thinking about this and one of my goals about growth. I just don't want to grow in numbers. I want to grow and I want the people around me to be excellent and motivating and smarter than me and positive. And I want no weenies in my in my environment. And and you know what? Sometimes sometimes it means eliminating, not growing in people. You want quality people in your life, not quantity. It's not, oh, look how many people may show up to my funeral. Look, I, I don't care. If, well, people always use that analogy. Really? I don't care who shows up to my funeral. No, I know, but people oh. use that analogy as a benchmark of how liked they are. Oh, okay. okay. Right. I don't know. Is anybody ever anyway. hear that? No. <laughs> you don't have to come. Okay. <laughs> um, the last one I want to talk about is a, a really interesting to me because I had actually not thought about this until we were preparing for today. And something that can get in the way is loss. Loss. And and I don't mean just of a loved one. That would be at my funeral when they come, all three people. <laughs> you, my sister, and my mother. No. Maybe Matthew. Maybe. <laughs> so, um, so loss. And you have to think about what is loss. Why do you ever feel a sense of loss, which is totally human? I'm not saying you need to eliminate the sense of loss in your life, but how how are you responding to the loss of a thing or the loss of a business opportunity? Like, what is your response? Because in order to feel loss, you have to have, in on some level, a sense of ownership of it. And one of the greatest things that I have with my salvation is I realize that I do what I can do and the rest is up to God. I don't own my own life, right? And if I don't own my own life, then the things that are going to come and go, I don't own that that either. Um, Carlos Menendez said the greatest thing to me a long, 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 long time ago. He, he said, see my checkbook? My names are up here. Carlos Menendez, my name's up here. But it's not. It, it's only lent to me from God. Like even your money is a gift from God. And so that sense of loss, if it debilitates you forever, then that's a problem too. It's a mindset and a perspective issue. And that's something to consider if that's one of your hangups. Well, we thank you guys for tuning in. Look in the mirror, reflect, and go, what do you need to work on? And if anybody ever wants to partner with us in our businesses, um, reach out to us. We, we, we're looking for like-minded people to grow and to be excited in this journey 
through life. Thank you for tuning in to Midweek Mind Freak. God bless you guys.